0: Leadership isn't for the faint of heart. It's dirty, dangerous, difficult, and disruptive. It will test everything about who you are. Unfortunately, as a leader, you're out front, which means you usually only get about 43 feet of good road built for those following behind you while you're running the race yourself. Welcome to the 43 feet podcast, where each week you'll hear from some of the greatest leaders we can find both in F3 and beyond. If you're going to lead, you'll need to be ready for the difficult challenges. For what lies ahead in the unknown. For what's lurking in the next 43 Feet. And welcome back. Here we are again. Another 43 Feet about to happen uh, in front of your face and or into your ears. Uh, Some of you are watching. Some of you are just listening. And some of you don't. Don't pay attention or care at all about anything that's happening here. Joining me as always, my partner in crime, my co-host and good friend, Matt Crossman. F3 Ralph out of St. Louis. How are you doing, Good man? to
1: see you, brother. Across the across the whole continent, just about.
0: I know, like at least half of it. Uh, did you post this morning?
1: I did not. I uh, pulled a double yesterday. I did an Iron Packs uh, thing and then an actual beatdown, so I took today off.
0: Uh, I think Iron Packs buys you a week.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a hard iron packs. It was Laredo from a couple of years ago, which were sort of oh, as a collectively. We're uh, at our AO. We're all doing it. Uh, every, basically every holiday we do it and we're seeing how much better we can get. So I did a practice run of that and then did a beat down. <laughs> uh, my legs hurt yesterday. I put it that way. So I didn't know I did not work out today.
0: No doubt. I queued yesterday uh, and um, I made these guys backward bear crawl up a hill of probably about 50 degrees slope or so. Um, and, uh, for roughly a hundred yards or maybe a little, just a touch over that. And, uh, after the swearing subsided, <laughs> um, a lot of us were tired. And so I, I will admit, I intended to go out this morning. Uh, my wife has this new habit of waking up at about, uh, two, three in the morning and then going, you're being loud, get the, fuck out. Of <laughs> get out of the bed. And so I had to go sleep. Somewhere. So I was pretty, I was pretty whooped. And so I didn't, uh, I didn't post this morning either. So Fart Sackers Unite, uh, glad, uh, glad we could join each other in that.
1: I'm not sure if it's fair to call that fart sacking. I mean, uh, your body does need to sleep and recover.
0: Eh, says you. Anyway, also joining us this morning, uh, and/or afternoon, depending on where you are or when you're listening, uh, one of my very good friends, uh, Mr. Edward Dowling, uh, Eddie Dowling, also known as F3 Pusher, out of uh, F3 Fort Mill. Eddie, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having us, Frank.
0: Eddie, uh, we call him Pusher. I don't think there's any big surprise there. Um, he is a drug dealer. Um, and <laughs> 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 my mom is really proud of that. yeah,
2: really proud of that. I think
0: it's mostly e d drugs, right uh no. Oh no! I'm so, I, I get confused no, all the time. Thanks.
2: Yeah. yeah, thanks. though. No. I will absolutely tell my mom not to listen to this. No, like,
0: no, yeah, no, we're no. already
2: off to a good start.
0: That's right. No, so Eddie uh, sells. Uh, tra- tell me the cancer. truth. Cancer, cancer. Yeah, I we knew it was something good. Cancer, yeah. I was like so, my gosh, uh, yeah. A oh, good way to go, Frank. Yeah, it's I, okay. Take it all the way from like okay. the most ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, it's okay. so Eddie's uh, saving lives uh, out there uh, selling uh, cancer treatment, and uh, so that's awesome. So welcome, Pusher. Pusher is a former Nantan of uh, the Fort. Um, here in uh, you know down in Fort Mill, and uh, just an all-around good guy. So I'm glad to have him on the episode. Uh, and then, as it turns out, uh, familial relation of uh, Mister Eddie Dowling is uh, over in the corner here is John Pettis, and uh, I I will grace you with it with my uh, S.O. impression later. Uh, but uh, S.O. Uh, is uh, his three name is S.O. I can't remember why. Remind me why we call you that.
3: Pusher was insistent on it. So I'm a Clemson grad, SO club at Clemson is pretty famous.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So it has nothing to do with the gas station.
3: Well, they converted the SO gas station in Clemson to a American grill and pub. So Ah.
0: It's
2: like a landmark. I mean, it's, it's a story. Is is it kind of
0: like uh, the beacon or, or like the varsity or one of those? So it's like kind of these, you know, South Carolina landmarks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
1: I mean, so, so hold on a second. There's, there's what two South America, South Carolina landmarks, the SO and the peach. Those are the only two, right? Ouch! Ouch. The giant
0: Ouch. giant water tower butt. <laughs> He's I'm sorry.
2: Throwing daggers from the, like the thousands Pichoy.
1: of miles away. I mean, I mean what it, the heck? It,
0: the truth hurts sometimes, though, doesn't it, man? It's
1: it, it, yeah, saying. it's not not true.
0: Uh, but uh, Esso works for an ink company. He's a marketing and sales strategy genius, uh, and grateful to to have him uh, with us, uh, today. And then last but most definitely not least, uh, one of my favorite people. Um, Mr. Davis Hyde, F. 3s Jekyll, um, and uh, obviously last name Hyde. I guess that's how we got the Jekyll. Uh, we were pretty inventive, um, and uh, Jekyll is uh, a na- national national sales manager for uh, J. Laura Wines. Little smaller, the, the Mid Atlantic region. Okay, but
4: uh, one of these days I'm going to be the uh, intergalactic global ambassador. <laughs> I think is
0: where we're headed. <laughs> I come in peace and I bring you wine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that is excellent. Um, and uh, it just turned out. And so, Eddie, you know, I mentioned uh, right before we got started, I said, you know, this is the thing where, um, you know, I, I kind of just threw it out. And I've talked about this before. I sort of threw it out and guys signed up or whatever. You guys kind of coordinated to get here.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you threw it out there, uh, John was a, Esso was the first person to uh, sort of respond. He sent me a text message. He's like, hey, you want to do this thing together? And I said, absolutely. I'm, I'm, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't know what the heck we were getting into. So yeah, we <laughs> still don't. Idea. By the way, we're in <laughs> yeah. this, and we still don't I know still what have we're any getting idea. into. Yeah. And then I thought... Uh, Helmut and, and I have done I, eight I, episodes.
1: We still don't know what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> and so uh, just thinking about people that I that I really care about and that I think uh, have a good presence, I saw my man Jekyll. I'm like, all right, we got we got ourselves a... Three amigos, so we're not doing the dance here today, but that's kind of how it started. It was like, it was very collegial. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, it seemed like a good fit.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you guys and thankful to be invited, Frank. So.
0: Well, that is high praise. High praise. It's almost like they like me. Yes. Almost. Al- almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And by the way, let's go back to Matt for a second. Yeah, did yeah. he not
2: say that the workout he did was sort of an easy Iron Packs? Is that what he mentioned earlier? Isn't, I mean, that, isn't that like that's almost what I heard. Like ironic?
1: Isn't there something about that? Re- relative to the other Iron Packs workouts oh, okay. I've done, oh, gotcha. Laredo oh is on the easy side. The relative, easy to side. Other, yeah, relative to a non-Iron Packs workout, no, Laredo is not easy. But
2: it's like relative to brain surgery, you know?
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> relative to
2: brain surgery, this is. Selling drugs easy. is easy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so it is interesting uh, to me, anyway. Uh, may not be interesting to anyone else. There was one. I got a little parenthetical in. Je- Jekyll ah, likes that I speak in parentheticals. Yeah. So yeah, he likes that. Um, but uh, so re- one of the things I think is interesting is, uh, you know, so we've got, uh, and I said familial relation and that is that Esso is uh, Eddie's brother-in-law. Yeah, He married Eddie's sister, right? That's it. His yeah. youngest sister. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And, uh, and at first, I don't think Eddie liked him very much, but it, I think it's come. It grows around. on you. <laughs> it grows
3: on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm not sure he's still. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's still Although but, this
2: podcast is really bringing the relationship together. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, this is, this is big for us.
0: So what Davis and I didn't want to tell you before you got here is that's that's why you're here okay yeah. we, we've just dis- we've decided to, it's, <laughs> this is your life <laughs> yeah, right. an intervention was <laughs> necessary our family down? yeah no, it was an intervention was necessary so we decided we had to bring you guys here together go. and then it didn't occur to me uh until we were just sitting here to to, to go eddie and davis so pusher and jekyll both they were the the co cues of my very first f3 workout how about them apples um, and I remember very clearly, and I think I've told this story before, um, but in my advancing age, you know how you like to repeat stories? Like sure. This is where we're at, I guess. But um, uh, I remember very clearly uh, that uh, Pusher led the first half. Uh, and so it was a Saturday workout. So those are typically in Fort Mill. They're an hour long. And, and I guess we just decided somewhere along the way, it was like, you know, it's easier to split it into two. And I think they were just trying to give more guys the opportunity to lead and things like that. So it would be a half hour, half hour. We just, we would split the queue. And so uh, Pusher does the the first half of this thing, and then he calls everybody together, and he's like, all right, guys, you know, good job, you know, and, and he gave a little message, you know, it was kind of like something encouraging, and I was like, heck, yeah, man, We I, that was hard. That was, like, the hardest thing I've ever done. That was horrible. That was excellent. Man, I can't, you know, here we are. And then he was like, all right, now, for the second half, I'm going to hand this off to Jekyll. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean, second half? Oh, boy. <laughs> how, how is there a second half to this? And then Jekyll had us carrying people up and down stuff and I mean, across the fields and bear cross. I mean, I don't even remember. Pretty sure we saw some hills. I'm pretty sure. And I also remember there's a guy here in Fort Mill named Worldwide Leader who I think probably at the time, because I was pretty fat then, um, and uh, I think he probably literally weighed half my weight. Mm. I mean, it would be my guess. Because he's, what do you think, Worldwide's what, probably 130? About 130, yeah. Yeah, so not quite. So a little over half, but, but pretty close. Because I was probably about 230 And at you that guys were partnered? And we were partnered, and we did partner carries. And I, was, and I looked at him, and I was like, uh... You I mean, saw I, panic? I, a little bit. I was like, <laughs> I, go, I go, I can just carry you all the way across. And he's like, nope, let's go. And he threw me up on his shoulder, and I was like, don't be a hero, brother. Like, you know, I didn't know him. You know, it's my first workout. And I said, just go as long as you can, and I'll, I'll help. And he was like, okay. And he just, I mean, he's a monster. He's tough. So, he's a, he's, he's tough. a monster. Well, I'm going gonna gonna to jump
1: in where it was now and not to blow sunshine up your rear end helmet. But when we did uh, Grow Ruck Naperville a year and a half ago, uh-huh. uh, it was, I don't know, 7 o'clock in the morning, and me and you and somebody else were carrying somebody at the very end, and I could not take one more step with that guy's leg on my shoulder. I don't know who the other guy was. I don't remember. But two of us bailed on carrying that guy, and you said, all right. And you picked him up and started running. I could not keep up with you. <laughs> oh, you didn't run. Super far, but you ran however many steps you ran was that many more than I could that I was even capable of taking. So I think that's a uh,
0: it's decent. We're gonna say, uh, we're gonna say that I ran about a mile, fair
1: two I was uphill for sure. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I like that.
0: Good. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. Uh, very good. Well, um, that, obviously, to regale you with stories of my first post and or Ruck's past is not why we're here today. We're here today to record a, a podcast, and, I, you know, Matt and I have done a number of these now, and and uh, we've kind of looked and said, you know, it's interesting how this sort of common theme seems to bubble up all the time when you get different guys in the room, and sometimes from varied backgrounds and whatever. These happen to be three of my very good friends, guys that I I know reasonably well and work out with all the time. Uh, and so, you know, I, I know a little bit more of their background than maybe some other guys that come, and they certainly know each other much better than a lot of times when guys come on. You know, they may be from totally different parts of the country and have no idea, right? But I I wanted to, to kind of throw out there because you know it's funny that you know we were joking uh, before we started about you know I had some guys on um, the other day and and they're much more first F focused and they were like I guess we're here for the second, F. <laughs> <laughs> but but even before we uh, even before we started, I I thought about shield locks. Um, and that was kind of a. I thought, you know what, we got a some different and interesting examples of how shield locks have gone uh, for these particular guys. And and Matt, are, are you're in a shield lock now? Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And um and so I'm you know I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the the different and varied experiences that we've all had or all will have or whatever with regard to a shield lock. And so just to you know, I'm always amazed how, you know, when you're deep in it. Right in the culture and you're and you're focused on it and all that kind of stuff. Like you think everybody knows what you know. You know, I'm like, well everybody knows what a shield lock is. Mm-hmm. Like and that that's common, right? Everybody knows what that is. No, they don't. They don't all have an idea. And not everybody's read the Q source and not everybody had the, you know, the this you know, does this kind of stuff, right? So just to kind of give a a high level, um, from my perspective, uh, a shield lock is really a it's a group of a small group of guys that you get together with that are uh, effectively kind of your your board of directors they're like your guys that you go to when you're having a tough time or they're the guys that, that you meet with on a regular basis to discuss some of the problems you might be having in, in life or to celebrate with you um, you know that, that's something that we struggle with a lot in our world is we love to talk about our problems but we don't have to get a lot of celebration together you know we, we don't always do a lot of, uh, of that together so um, anyhow I, I kind of wanted to, to start with just the idea of what is a shield lock? Why do we have them? And what what has everyone's experience been? Nobody, be shy and just jump on in.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say I think um, immediately what comes to mind is the Bible verse that a cord of three strands cannot be broken, mm. and so um, you know we cannot go through this world alone. If we if we are left alone, or at least me particular particularly, if we're left alone, that's not a good scene. It's not a good thing for Eddie to be alone. And so I think about immediately about that the quarter strands cannot be broken. And I know I'm butchering the Bible verse, but um, that to me stands out as something that when you have, when you're in relationship with other people, it makes it very difficult for you to be broken. Not impossible, mm. but, uh, but very difficult.
0: But difficult for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's an
4: incredible self-awareness that comes with it um, um, and, and awakening when, <coughs> excuse me. Oftentimes in our, in our the male relationships we're used to, and we've talked about this and read about it in QSource and in um, Free to Lead and just in other um, applications of our life where, you know, sort of our college buddies or folks who we used to know, you know, the conversations tend to be, you know, top line, you mm-hmm. know, weather, how you doing, you're hoping they'll say fine. <laughs> that's right. Please please don't go into detail. Please don't go into detail. Please don't right. go into right. And um you know to to have the opportunity to have uh two or three other men that you can um uh, go that next level with and go a little bit deeper and have those accountability partners um it just you wish that opportunity for everyone.
0: Mhm. Um,
4: you know, I think that's really how um we are evolving certainly as a community and and um as the men. Yeah. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, our shield lock
3: has become kind of a, a center hub for all four of us. We A um, lot of questions that we might have with one another with what's going on outside of shield lock, but in life with RMs, with 2.0s, with work, a lot of that stuff funnels back with all of us. And we're all trying to help one another. Another thing that I've loved about our shield lock is if one of us is starting to slack in first half or uh, we need to take deeper dives into our faith journey there's always somebody in this shield lock that's trying to accelerate us on a on a front that the other might not be. Mm-hmm. So we're getting multiple points of acceleration where, uh, you know, I might not be at the time. I, I might be low on my first step, but somebody else is driving me, and it's like, well, well crap, I'm brothers in arm with this guy, so I'm going to step up and get right. after it with him.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, when you think about the fort, you remember Rebel introduced that concept. Right. Right what, seven years ago, six years ago, of Whetstone. And I think for us at the time, that was what we kind of equated with shield lock. And so he kind of paired us up with people, and it was sort of a one-on-one relationship. And uh, in some cases, I mean, there's some examples I can think of immediately that ripped really well, but um, some cases it didn't, right? And so I think as we've evolved over the last six or seven years, at least in the fort, into what Whetstone is and then what shield lock is— Um, it's been interesting to see, uh, growth and, um, and good things come as a result of it, but also, you know, some, some difficulty in those relationships too. I mean, there's, I mean, we're not without difficulty in those things. I can speak personally from my experience. So for me, a shield lock means to me a group of people. And I think Davis or John said this, that, you know, it's like your board of directors. Um, but it's, it's a, it's an energy booster. Me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's also something that uh, I feel a weight of responsibility to hold those folks ac- accountable and also pull them up when they're struggling too. So it's it's a yin and a yang mm-hmm. in that relationship. Um, you know, I've learned over the last couple of years since I've gotten into a shield lock that the importance of proximity, the importance of purpose, the importance of you know period periodicity I think is the word oh, I like that yeah that's, that's nice. yeah, that's big for South Carolina guys. I don't have a quarter in like my pocket Ralph. but if I
0: did yeah
1: I know you like that Ralph um but but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's not a word but we don't okay I made <laughs> it uh, that's
2: okay that's okay Wikipedia it'll be in there tomorrow but
0: the writer um, says that's not a word okay good thanks all right
2: but you got to have those things if you don't have all individual pieces of that uh it's not
3: gonna yeah. work it's funny how you mentioned whetstone starting off in the fort
0: yeah, we screwed More it up. More like a shield lock. Yeah, we screwed it up.
3: Um, so Slash is one of my shield lock buddies. Uh, he and I are, you know, first two months in, we're riding together every day, going to the same workouts. We're, we're getting close. Well, he and I have been close before F3. So, but we're proximate in all the areas right. you can be proximate in. You know, our daughters are best friends. Um,
4: and the only guy so to wear golf shirts to the workout, yes, collared he shirts. Yes, yes. He's, he's a goofball, but Love that
3: adds an interesting dynamic to our shield lock too. <laughs> um, but we're we're several months in now, and you know he's getting handed a, a shovel flag. I've gotten a shovel flag by that point, point. Um, and we're exploring Q source more, trying to understand. And shield lock comes up, and we're we're gaining understanding of the benefit there. Uh, so after a workout, I asked Shady hey, uh, are you interested in the shield lock? So Shady's the Forts Nantan right now. Uh, he is who handed me Block Party's shovel flag. And um, he goes, yeah, well, I'm kind of in this whetstone thing with Bandcamp, but I don't know that it's really whetstone. And I was like, yeah, that didn't sound like a whetstone. Uh, so he said, well, let me touch base with Bandcamp, and I'll get back to you. And I said, well, it's funny that uh, Bandcamp was the other person slashing I wanted to ask. Mm. so." It worked out great and now it's been four of us for a couple of years now that's awesome
0: yeah that's excellent um because you know the the, the thing about and, and ralph i don't know if you wanted to jump in kind of where how did you get into a shield lock like how did you know who you wanted to pick
1: well uh ours uh, happened uh, sort of organically where at our a.o it was only three of us going to workouts for probably for weekday workouts it was just the three of us for more than six months. There was never a four. Oh, wow. uh, so we just that we came almost by default, uh, our shield lock. And then when it started to grow, uh, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but the three of us, uh, we wanted to have just us in workouts. So now we do sort of separate shield lock beat downs and then we go get breakfast And I kind of feel bad saying that, like we're having workouts that we're not inviting other guys to. That's a a little bit, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I I feel now that we've done it five times, I don't feel so bad about it anymore. (laughs) But the, the, the funny thing is, uh, one of the guys, you know, I lived in Charlotte for a long time and one of the guys in the beatdown also lived in Charlotte. We were really good friends there. He moved to St. Louis and then I moved to St. Louis. We lived closer together in St. Louis than we did in Charlotte. And we were like really tight in Charlotte. So, uh, so I EH Tim, he got him in and unfortunately we're going to lose. Uh, we have three, we're losing the third strand. He's moving. Uh, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure what to do. Uh, because the three of us, uh, it's so un- I, I, it's, it's pretty unique and pretty special what we got going. And I don't yeah. think I would want to be the third guy to come into that. That would be really weird. Like to be the, the new guy. Yeah. And, yeah. So I'm not, so anyway, we're sort of in a, we're facing a challenge coming up. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Uh, Where,
0: uh, where's, where's the, where's, the where's your guy headed?
1: He's uh, to Springfield, Missouri. He just, he got a new job. Oh, it's, it's, wow, just, okay. it's, a, it's some months off. He's a uh, agriculture professor and he got a job at a different college.
0: Man. And so, so that's interesting. So you got this kind of this transition of, of shield luck to face here. And being the third guy, I think, can be challenging. And I think, you know, Dread has said before, you know, shield lock is the toughest relationship. It's the hardest one to maintain uh, because your your you know your family proximity, theoretically, no problem, right? <laughs> you're seeing them, folks, mm-hmm. right? And uh, periodicity. Imagine hashtag now, now a how word.
2: About pe- how about periodic? Periodic. Here we go.
0: I've played it in Scrabble. It it, it works. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> But periodic, theoretically, again, with your family, shouldn't be a problem, right? You should be seeing them pretty often, I would think, right? Even if you travel for work or things like that, at least you're, you know, it's pretty regular. You head back there all the time. Yeah. And theoretically, a purpose as well, you know, you ought to have some degree of purpose around, you know, meeting with your, your fam and your wife and all that kind of stuff. So some of these things are built in. I mean, even your work relationships to some degree are kind of built in, mm-hmm. right? You, you see them periodically, for sure. You're theoretically, although any more, you may not be as proximate as <laughs> as you once were you know since we're not going into offices as much and, and things like that anymore um, or at least there's virtual options right certainly that are that are there so you have some degree of, of, of proximity uh, and certainly you have a purpose now they're not your shield lock, but you had some relationships are kind of designed and like you know by default almost like you were saying, Ralph like you know by default they almost end up being you know, meeting some of those criteria but a shield lock, you know the guys I meet with, Right, we don't have the same job. We're not working at the same company. We certainly are not part of the same family. You guys don't count, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I guess some you've run into each other more often yeah. than maybe some others do, but but you don't. You, all these things that would normally be built built in aren't there, and so it's it's the toughest one to maintain, and I think it's the toughest one to to form. Um, I I don't know if anybody else has had this. Go ahead, Ralph. Uh,
1: well, you know, when I said default, I would say that was at the beginning, and then so our AO exploded. Oh, yeah and we sort of didn't see each other as much and our relationship sort of dwindled, but we all said, we need to, we need to figure out how to get that back. And so first we started uh, meeting at barbecue restaurants, which was freaking brilliant, by the way, that is highly recommend. Uh, And then tip number one, you know, just more, it was the intentionality uh, that reinvigorated it.
3: Yeah, that's similar with us. It's uh, trying to figure out a cadence of what works and what doesn't. And we still change mid-course now. So we start off with uh, going to lunches, and uh, that involved evolved to coffee after the workouts. Uh, we do a lot of our own shield-lock workouts now and mm-hmm. all meet up at the same workout. So we try a bunch of different things. We uh, continue do- to do a lot of different things. But um, what, I'd, what I'd say to your point, helmet, would be once you've got it going well, mm-hmm. then it just gets tighter from there. Yeah. If it's the right shield lock relationships
0: yeah
3: yeah um so i was yeah. thinking during this it's like 50 texts a night on our chain yeah it, it's just <laughs> right nonsense you're just like blowing if you, it up if you hop <laughs> yeah most of it is but then yeah. every now and then somebody drops something that's like oh okay you know they're they're sharing something that you really want to help them
0: with yeah go ahead Ralph. what were you gonna say
1: uh well two things yeah the, the text chains are hilarious we we bust yeah. one yeah. of them he's got a pickup truck that's 47,000 years old, he insists it's worth a thousand dollars and every workout, there's 47 cracks about the thousand dollar pickup. Uh thing I wanted to ask you is how do you handle, or do you like not inviting other people to things? Uh, I mean, that's, I invite people to stuff all the time. It's part of like what I do. It's who I am. And I feel bad. Like, no, sorry, you're not invited. Uh, I haven't had anybody ask if they can go yet, but have you, and like, how do you handle that? sort of exclusivity of the relationship when it's a little more public than normal? We
3: just know that that relationship is sacred to a degree. It's not something we are asking other people in on. There are opportunities to invite more people and to to share, but that's just not one of them.
1: Okay.
3: So, and if we, if we want to hang out as a shield lock at other events, other uh, normal workouts or second F type things, we do that as well, but there are the times where we all agree that we're going to meet and the conversation is going to be private. And, and that's a big piece of it. The conversations have happened for long enough to where we know what's going on with one another's lives. Mm-hmm. For anybody else to come and join as a guest, they'd be lost anyway. Yeah. They wouldn't understand half our – we've got four very different personalities, and it works very well together. So somebody stepping into that, I'd kind of feel bad for them because they'd probably sit there like a bump on a log.
0: You know, they'd just be like, "What are they talking about? Yeah, what's about? going on? Yeah, yeah. We um. So you bring up a uh, an interesting point, Ralph, and that is, you know, you're saying you're losing a guy uh, as part of it, but also you've got you know this dynamic where you're kind of, and I've heard you say it a couple of times now, you're kind of concerned about the fact that like, oh, well, we're theoretically we're excluding someone.
3: Yeah, I should circle back. So I took uh, your question just thinking, how do you invite a guest in? what's not what you were asking. Um, so. Inviting somebody in to join where you've lost a member. Um, just talking off the top of my head. Um, I, I wouldn't feel pressed to do that. Just see what happens naturally.
0: Yeah. And yeah. if I w- that does.
2: I would, I would agree with that, Ralph. Um, we've actually, our Shield Lock started out uh, with two of us and then expanded to three. And in the summer of this year, we expanded to four. And so um, each time we expanded, I would say that it was synergistic, but it took a while.
0: Is synergistic a word? We um, right have
3: another quarter is, here? That's, is right. That's, that's, right. Right. Yeah, that's a word. We'll put all
2: these that's down. a word. Okay, good. So, um, but it, it took a while. So, for example, um, so I'm going to shield a lot with Double D and Cake Boss and Santini, um, all of which uh, I guess have held some leadership position and, uh, in the fort. And, uh, and Double D and Santini really brought F3 to the fort. So um, long-time, you know, F3 guys. And so, um, you know, when we started out, it was, you know, it's almost like a dating process. I hate to say it like that, but that's the analogy I would use. Um, But, man, it's like we were having these conversations, sort of accountability conversations and different things sort of separately. And then when we brought them together, we kind of worked through all of that. And then ultimately now we're in a really good spot. And so um, we brought Santini in uh, this summer. And, uh, you know, and, and that was a little, you know, like John was saying, you know, it was, it was almost like kind of uncomfortable kind of sharing and, mm-hmm. you know, we we're laughing at inside jokes or whatever. But, um, because we've be all been having individual conversations with each other around accountability, accountability, ultimately now, man, we're in a really good spot. And, uh, and, and I can, you know, you just leave like just feeling fuller about life yeah. and, um, and you feel you, you gotta be vulnerable, vulnerability is a big portion of it. Um, and, uh, and so, but you also got to be willing to help, help others. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of, I I would just challenge you not to like feel like a pressure to bring a third person in when you lose somebody, Hmm. but, Mm -hmm. you know, think about like, who are you having conversations with that maybe, you know, you're having some pretty deep accountable conversations with, and that may be somebody you want to think about in the future.
0: That's a really good point. You know, one of the things too, that, uh, <clears throat> I think I was hearing kind of uh, as you guys have been talking. Um, well, first of all, we've all been talking, but one guy has been suspiciously quiet. Uh, and I'm I'm curious. <laughs> and part of the, I, you know, I didn't even think about this, but I think I know maybe a little bit of why you might be a little bit quiet about it. Um, but I want to address something that I want to hear Davis's thought on it. And that's this. <clears throat> Sometimes you you lose a guy right? Cause he moves or something like that. And so that's tough. And you got to try and figure out, you know, do we want another guy in and how do we, how do we maneuver that and, and all that sort of thing. And sometimes it's tough because you feel like, gosh, are we being jerks because we're doing all this stuff on our own and we're not inviting other people. And, you know, we're kind of really tightening up and all that kind of stuff. And I would say from my perspective, you know, obviously the, the exclusivity is, is not, it's not to be mean. It's not, you know, Rather than rather than thinking of it as we're excluding them, maybe it's you know we're we're only including certain kinds of things because of the the work or the the certain activity that needs to be done in this relationship. This is not a I don't know how to say this. Uh, this goes so much deeper than acquaintances, and there is no there's you know yeah we're friends but we're not here to be friends. We are here for a purpose. We have a very in my you know the guys I meet with like we have a very specific purpose you know in mind of what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do in those relationships I may or may not I mean it turns out they're you know they're also friends but we may or may not hang out a lot outside of that you know we may or may not be great buddies you know because we have very varied interests you know uh, I got you know a couple of those guys that really love to watch sports I'm not against watching sports <laughs>
2: you just don't know anything I about just them.
0: don't care you know like, so I may or may not get invited over but it doesn't have anything to do with that because it's not about the the friendship side of it. Because if you're just there to hang out and drink and you know and, and chit chat and whatever, okay, that's fine. But that to me is not a shield lock. And so sometimes you get to a point where the other the other part of this that makes it really tough is uh, sometimes you've got a black Tahoe, some guys, and you've got to break up a shield lock because it's not working for you. Um, and it and you know. Dredd talks about the criteria, if you will. But one of the things I certainly have noticed, because I've, I've lived through this a couple times now, right, is uh, everybody needs to be accelerating at roughly the same pace in roughly all the same areas. And, you know, he says, you know, oh, if one guy's getting divorced, then that's the thing you're going to talk about all the time. And then it's not a, then then you're in some kind of weird, you know, whetstone situation or something, if that's, you know, if that's all there is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not all accelerating at roughly the same pace and roughly the same areas then it, it becomes very different and difficult now it's not that you can't help that guy it's not that you know you shouldn't talk to that guy <laughs> or that kind of stuff right but it's simply that I'm at a different place and so I'm going to be doing a lot of pouring over here and I may not be getting a lot back and that's really that whetstone I think is in some way or I mean uh, sorry the shield lock in some ways it's you know it's kind of trying to keep all the the, the glasses roughly the same fullness you know, if one guy's just dumping all his stuff out all the time, it's like, man, we're pouring a lot in here, you know, but but you've got to be able to pour some back too. And so there has to be some of that reciprocity. And so for me, uh, sometimes I, I found myself in a situation, and it's not because it's, these aren't good guys. It's not because I don't love them. It's not because we're not good friends. It's not because they're not hilarious. It's not because I don't want to hang out with them all the time. Because I do, I love these guys, you know, that I kind of started out with. But I found myself in a situation where it was like, I don't know, how, and I it was difficult, and it had a lot of hurt feelings. I think where I finally had to say, "Hey, uh, I love you. This isn't working for me, and I I'd have to I have to look at this in a different way. I have to attempt to to do this in a different way, and that's a I, I know I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Jekyll. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know if, uh,
4: if you were going to ask a direct question or just wanted me to, to get in on it. I've had a similar experience, and, you know, I, I would sort of look at it like this, and, and it starts with a whetstone relationship that I had uh, that was for several years that was extremely beneficial, but on some level it ran its course, mm-hmm. and that vertical relationship became more horizontal. Mm. And so at that point, we still enjoyed each other, uh, but I don't think that we were doing for each other. the relationship had run its course. Now we're still great friends and we agreed to move on.
0: Yeah.
4: So I am in a second shield lock and the, and the situation uh, is similar where um, it was a successful, mostly successful shield lock. Uh, there uh, were five of us. And, um, on some level, um, it became, um, I don't think that I was getting out of it what I needed at that time. And so I also don't think perhaps that I was either giving as much as I could and that everybody was benefiting as, as perhaps we had in the beginning. Mm. So we'd had some hard discussions, uh, about, you know, um, you know, okay, well, let's sort of set this bar for where we need to be. And we had sort of talked about it, uh, you know, internally as a group, you know, well, if we need to be at this level, then, you know, let's give it another month or let's give it another six months. And so we sort of looked at it and, um, you know, I just sort of made the decision that, you know, it wasn't working for me and I, I love the men dearly. Yeah. Um, and I think the best part about all this is that, you know, perhaps that the, the factor, the X factor was me because it, for whatever level, because, Mm -hmm. um, the, the shield lock that's in its current form with those four men is back to accelerating again.
1: Interesting. So
4: so that's terrific news. And then the shield lock that I am now a part of with two other men as a new shield lock, we are on a path of strength and acceleration and, um, uh, excitement and, you know, um, engagement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I can't equate it to the, to the, starfish model so to speak if, <laughs> if, if you cut off an arm you know both get to grow so to speak but but I just you know I, I again I, I love shield lock one those men dearly and uh, from speaking to each of them one in particular they are accelerating and so both groups are now going yeah. yeah
3: so did you did you feel that your first shield lock was just rowing in one direction and you really felt called to go accelerate in another direction I mean what was the
4: Sure. So I I think there are several different factors. And I think one of the things is, you know, you talk about um, accelerating at the same pace, Mm -hmm. essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's first, second or third F, and I think you have to accept or understand that there is flux, and there are peaks, and there are valleys, and everyone goes through them. So if you can sync them up, great, but at times, some people are going to be stronger. In other areas than others. And so, you know, that's sort of where you get into it. the, the um, You have to look at is this where I pull a guy along? Or is this, you know, and lift him up? Or is this, you know, something where we all need to be going in that direction? And, and that's, that's hard. That's hard to figure okay. out. That's hard to navigate. And I think that there were times in my life where, you know, I was stronger in the first F and less strong in the third. There were time where, you know, times where I was less strong in the first F and participating more in third. And and I would say that, um, you know, one of the things that I, I think that we struggle with um, was, was that maybe that next level of vulnerability of really being transparent and really being truthful yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with each other. And I would also say something about uh, shield locks in general is that, you know, you can only, and this is not a a statement on shield lock one or shield lock two. I just think it's a general statement that you know you can have all these accountability tricks, you know, texting ones or zeros whether uh-huh. you pass yeah, failed yeah. or all right. these kind right. of things. But if you're not truthful about it, or if you continue to say, or if I continue to say, you know, I've I've got to stop this this pattern, or I've got to stop this, I've got to stop this, and each time you're saying you've got to but you're not taking the steps to do or to execute. Well, then it just becomes empty. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's a, a, a struggle and a pitfall and a challenge.
0: No, I think you're right. It's funny you say that. Cause part of the reason that I, I had to exit my first slash second iteration, uh, <laughs> I've been through several iterations. <laughs> I like screwing stuff yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, part of the reason I had to exit that was because I had gotten like, because I did like those guys too much and we did have too good a time. And candidly, they weren't the guys who were going to look me in the face and go, bro, you've been saying the same thing for the last month about how I need to, I need to, I need to. So what's your problem? And not in like a, Hey, you're, you know, we're going to exit you. You know, we're going to jettison you if you don't figure this out or whatever, but more just like a, clearly there's something else going on here. So why don't we, why don't we look a little deeper at what's actually going on here instead of pretending like, Oh, I'm just gaining a little weight. It's no big deal, guys. You know, and they're like, yeah, good job. You're doing just fine. You know, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, <clears throat> I sent, I don't think I sent it this morning cause I didn't post, but, uh, I need to send it to my, my shield lock. And I know when they see that number, they're going to think the same thing I did when I saw the number and they're going to go, it up there, big boy, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why don't you way. tell me what that's Push about, you know? And, uh, and they all know, uh, and I, I guess it's okay to share it here, you know, whatever, like I eat my feelings. That's a, that's a thing, you know, like queen is a tough, especially dessert, man. I guess I just like a sugar dopamine hit or something, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And that's a, that is a struggle. That is a struggle. And it's always, and it always is. And if I get a little moody, uh, which happens and it's so funny, you said, you know, sinking up and I, I kind of chuckled out loud. I didn't mean to, but, uh, you know, I live in a house of four women. Sinking up is a thing. I knew when I saw that look, I knew that you were taking (laughs) it that way. But, um, but here, you know, I I, I, I left turn. Um, but, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm struggling or I'm having a tough time, that's going to, that oftentimes will be the go to. I'll just sort of Mm -hmm. give up. I'll just be like, you know what? Intermittent fasting is for losers. Mm -hmm. You know, forget it. I don't want to do that, you know, because it's hard.
2: You know, uh, by the way, I love you, brother. Um, you you made a couple of really strong comments there. That uh, one was about self awareness, and that's to get right. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, uh, and because you and I have known each other for a long time, and we've had some shield lockish, you know, situations and conversations. Um, you know. Uh,
4: I'm in the bullpen for yours. Is that right? I'm not quite in there yet. I'm in there. the um, Just so you know, if if Cake Boss
0: dies, there's a shot. You got a shot. For
4: some reason, he can't uh, contribute as the the
2: first runner. That's right. So anyway, um, you know, you got self-awareness. And so you're a lot more right than you were before. And then the other one you touched on, you said the word uh, candor. Candor Mm. is hard. Mm. Candor, you said speaking candidly. It hurts. I mean, it is hard, man. It's hard. So, um,
0: well, and and I'll tell you, uh, I've been afraid to do it sometimes. I mean, I'll sit across from the guy and he's telling me something, and I'm in my heart, I know it. I know what's really going on. I know that he's kidding himself, he's deluding himself, he's giving himself an excuse. And I've sat there in silence before because there's three other, you know, me and two other guys. So this guy's saying something, and the three of us are sitting there, and I'm usually like,
2: I'm gonna have to be the guy. Yeah,
0: and I have to look at him and go, "Okay, I don't want you to get defensive," which is always a good way to start. When yeah, you right? open up right. a statement right. with right. that like that, you're right. gonna
2: put him on defensive immediately. Well, see,
0: <laughs> well not necessarily, right? Because yeah. if you say, "Hey, look, I'm about to punch you in the face," yeah, right, you're a lot more likely to
2: Yes. Di- punch you. <laughs> yeah, no offense. So, well, that's one way to go. <laughs> to <get> that's <laughs> one way to go, right?
0: But no, I'll <laughs> you know, take
2: this the wrong way. That's right.
0: <laughs> it's you. It's not me. It's you. Um, but, uh, you know, and I'll just say, look, I, I'm uncomfortable saying this or I'm I'm afraid to tell you this or whatever it is, but you have a problem. Like, you don't see it. You are blind to it right now. You're not seeing what, what it is I'm seeing from the outside. And if you don't do something to correct this, you're going to have a real problem coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. And to have that guy look at you, and I was so terrified because he, he was just going to be like, oh, yeah, screw you, <laughs> you know, flip the table and walk out. And he looks and he goes... I know. Yeah, I know. They usually do. Yeah,
3: they want to hear it. Most of us do.
0: What? what? Say it again.
3: Most of us are throwing out breadcrumbs. Oh, sorry. No, you're just a little closer. A little closer. Yeah, just um, we're sharing enough, but we're sugarcoating our lives a little bit to one another, especially early on with our shield
0: life. Oh, sure. Yeah,
3: you're getting to know one another, but. They're dropping breadcrumbs for a reason. So they want to hear that hard truth. Most times,
0: I think you're right. I think I think somewhere deep inside, whether they want to or not, I think they know they need to hear it. Yeah, I think they know that's they need a it. Probably better way to say it. Yeah. yeah, and um, and that's where one aspect of shield lock that we we haven't really touched on. But again, it, I think we conflate the ideas of shield lock and friendship. Uh, a little too much. You know, I have friends and I'm going to have lots of good friends and I'm going to share my life with those guys. In fact, one of my dearest friends in the whole wide world who I would call anytime. I mean, like, in fact, that's <laughs> right. Like, on my road ID, you know, here, if I drop dead on the side of the road, my wife's number is there and this guy's number is there. You know, I mean, this, that's who I want to come pick up my body or identify, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Right. He's not in my in my shield lock, per se, but he's like my dearest friend, you know. Um, So it's not that you can't be friends with your shield lock or that you shouldn't be. And it's certainly not that you can't be friends with other guys that are outside your shield lock. I think it's just we tend to look at it and think. That somehow those two things have to uh, overlap and they may, but I don't know that that it's necessary Right? I mean, you're still friends with those guys that you... Yeah, I mean, I, you I, I, I think right? it,
4: I think shield locks can run a risk if if the vulnerability is not there or the transparency is not there. The risk becomes to be buddies and, and beer-drinking buddies, you know, and to maybe slide back into the topical um, things and uh, um, topical topics, I guess, is, is one way to put it. And I think that the two don't have to be mutually exclusive. I think you can be a tight network and shield lock and still enjoy each other's company sort of, you know, off, off the grid, so to speak. But I, I think that it can lean. Um, I think it can lean one way or the other where, where you can, you know, be sort of that uh, accountability group with purpose. You can be, um, you know, it, it can fall into that um, non-vulnerable sort of topic laden, uh, you know, buddy system. But if you're allowed to be vulnerable and, and everyone is, is free enough to do so or willing to do so, then you can have that purpose and also have that trust factor where you, you know, spend that time.
1: I think there's a, you know, there's an art to the, you know, slapping the guy upside the head who needs to be slapped upside the head. You know, first you have to be, you know, in the, in a depth of relationship where you have standing to say something like that, you know, you can't, you can't get up in somebody's business unless you've put in the time in the relationship in the first place. And, you know, you need to do it with gentleness and respect, but, uh, and you know, we, we've all heard dread say it's a strange kind of love that leaves a man in, you know, in a mess. So.
0: Yeah. in a lie. Yeah. You
2: know, Ralph, um, that shared adversity that you had with your buddies for six months working out alone, just the three of you that that breeds a relationship that's key to, to being able to have a good shield lock. Yeah. I mean, you three, I imagine in St. Louis had some cold weather uh, that you uh, went through together. And, uh, in St. Louis? Shared, no. Yeah, that shared <laughs> adversity. It brought you closer.
1: Yeah, we uh, we talk often about a, a beatdown we had where we had a, a plastic sled that had three coupons in it, and we played burpee tag where uh, – one person would run with the sled, pull in the three uh, coupons and the other person would do, I don't remember how many burpees, five or 10 burpees and then chase them. Uh, and yeah, that, I mean, that absolutely, we had a situation um, where with the, the buddy leaving the job, you know, sort of being nervous about telling his bosses that he was leaving. And I finally had to say, you need to tell them and you need to tell them right away, quit screwing around. There's no reason not to. And there's no way in hell I could do that if we didn't have that. Uh, pre-existing relationship you can't just say that to just some regular packs in a
0: yeah not, not without ruining a, a relationship right well i and i think
4: you touched on something ralph it's something that actually am uh, looking at a devotion plan this morning with Pusher and a few other guys and that the idea of of candor uh came up but it has to come from you know you have to have the relationship there and it, you know, for them to understand it has to come from a place of love and the relationship has to be there. Otherwise it just, um, it, it feels like attacking and criticism and it certainly is the words and how you use them. But you have
0: to have the relationship there to then
4: be candid. Otherwise you're an asshole.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, no, <laughs> well said. exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just write that into my version of Q source I've got sitting here. <laughs> <That's a> <laughs> solid. <laughs> um, Davis, you used a word that we haven't used up to this point. Asshole. (laughs) 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 Sorry.
2: Let's expound (laughs) on that
0: one. Let me reframe that. You used a couple of words uh, that we haven't used up to this point. (laughs) Yes, that was one of them. Uh, But the other was love. Uh, We haven't said that out loud in in a direct sense uh, up to this point. Um, But I do think that that's a a very important piece and and a very important idea that we, I think, sometimes you know, let let slip by. And I don't know if it's just because we're you know being masculine. I don't. I don't think that's it. I think just sometimes it's just not top of mind, and we just don't think of things in those terms a lot of times. And some of that's society, and some of that's ourselves, and whatever. But this idea that you know uh, that that Ralph really expounded on, and and that we've all kind of touched on at least in some point or other, is uh, the you have to have this element, and the vulnerability can't be there. The trust can't be there. The the willingness to take the hard truth and or deliver the hard truth can't be there if there is no love. If there is no love. This is a, now look, it's, it's not new to us as F3 guys necessarily. Oh, that's interesting. I just went limp apparently. That was weird, wasn't it? Sorry, we'll edit that. Um, don't know why that happened. Uh, <coughs> where was I? Love. Love. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess you're out, Davis. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. That's weird. Maybe if I turn it this way. Are you in there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, okay. <coughs> Love. I know, I know I gotta come back to where I was kinda leading. The in love
2: Boat, you want us to sing the song? Mm. I'd rather you didn't. Okay. It's all you Yeah. All you right. don't know that one. You're too yeah, too young the, for that.
0: Isaac. No. You were
4: saying something about you know, coming from a place of love <coughs> or, or men being able to Yes.
0: Thank you. Um so you know, all those things can't happen unless there is this this undercurrent, this um Foundation, I guess, of love. All those things can't happen. You can't have the trash. Can't have all those kinds of things. And I, and I think that you know, it's not new to us as F three guys necessarily because we talk about this concept a, a little bit more openly. I think probably than maybe the rest of society does to some degree. Um, but there is kind of a, uh, a stigma. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, hey. 25 cent word. Why don't you come up with something here? (laughs) I'll work on it. Yeah. Um, But, but, uh,
1: Hey, stigma is a word. It's just not the right one. That's right. Right.
0: Well, that's what I meant. Like he needs to come up with a fancy word to tell what it is I'm trying to say, but, um,
2: needs more syllables. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I'd like to buy a vowel, um, around the idea that, that we talk openly of love as men, as leaders, you know, like it's, it's foreign. It's foreign to say as a leader, I love my employees. I love the people that I that that I work with and that work with and for me. Go ahead, John.
3: It's we've just over-romanticized the word. It's mm. if you take the word in a biblical context or just what we mean by it is I have a deep regard for you. I have a care for you. I respect you, which is what I feel for my shield like it's what I feel for everybody here and I'm sure if we spend a lot more time together, Ralph, same to you, but uh, it's it's not a romantic type of love that has become this American notion. It is, it is a care.
1: Yeah, he's talking that. about agape. S- say it that again? That's the word. It's agape. It's agape love. It's like unconditional. Or, uh, you know, mm. eros is the romantic love. Philo is the brother of love. And agape is the more of like the all-consuming, like love so for the th- person's well-being.
3: Those mm. are the Greek loves. Is that right?
1: Yeah, agape. Yeah, yeah it's Greek. Right.
3: Yeah, I always. What about Euro? Where's Euro
0: <laughs> on the love? I love Greek food. Does that? No, okay, never mind. Go ahead. I
3: always found it interesting uh, when you're learning the background of the language that we know uh, in our scripture. Um, that English is kind of boiled down, but the definition of love, or like you're you're talking the Greek words for love, there are so many more different words for love in other languages, hmm. and uh, that's why I was like reading Corinthians and understanding more of the meaning of love. Cause we often don't think of patience and kindness and the other things that we learn as fruits of the spirit. But, um, as I've become become to understand the word love and what that means to me, uh, that's deepened a lot of relationships, not just shield lock. Hmm. I, I agree with it's that. Change so how 100%. I look at my wife.
1: You know, uh, American society has romanticized love that it's an emotion and it's actually an right. action. You know, yeah. It's the behavior you to do for the, that you commit for the other person's well-being. Right.
4: Hmm.
2: I, feel, I feel like you got something you want to say. I feel it. I feel it.
4: No, it just this, <laughs> this, this, this hits uh, and, and tracks for me. Certainly, uh, those of you out uh, in the um, listening realm here and are participating in the One Word Challenge this year, um, after a lot of uh, prayerful consideration, uh, love uh, had landed on my heart and stayed there. And so that's my word for the year. And, you know, to, and it's, it, has, it has helped me so far and, uh, you know, to continue to come from a place of love and how I deal, certainly relationally, but also how I look at situations and to come from that place of, of love. And there's empathy involved and there is holding your tongue and there is pausing you know, before mm-hmm. you jump into it, so it's all sort of wrapped up in that, in that piece. But it's, um, it's serendipitous
0: mm. Ooh, nice. that we are mm.
4: speaking of nice. the word love, as that's my word. How about See, he's that? From,
2: he's from North Carolina, so he's got a better okay. education yeah, he than can I do yeah. from South yeah. Carolina. That's Rob. right. That's, that's, that's exactly it's all right. Yeah. That's it's a exactly low bar, <laughs> and he also knows barbecue very well. So you'll have to have a conversation with him about that later. But chopped,
4: <laughs> later, but yeah, chopped and vinegar based whole yeah, vinegar hog. Based. That's the only way to go. Sorry, Pally.
2: Yeah. So I will, uh, you know, it's funny. So Jekyll, you uh, you gave me the eye, and, and so we had this discussion what three weeks ago. That's right. And uh, a chicken and wisdom, and mm. uh, I led uh, a discussion on love, and in that we broke no better down. person. Well, I do love people. So mm. in that we broke down the four different types of love, as you mentioned, Ralph. Um, and so thinking about Philadelphia, right, city of brotherly love. So that is the brotherly love that comes from a shilbot. That but that also include included in that though is is fellowship, is encouragement, but also candor, uh, trust, mm-hmm. vulnerability. All that is part of that brotherly love that that is built into the Greek uh, or excuse me the Latin version of uh, of that word. So um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's um, I will say this though, and, and I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a minute, so I apologize. You know, having gone through the pandemic. And we talked about this this morning, too. Um, You you can go through this life alone, but it will be harder. I guarantee that. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible to go through life alone. Uh, I'm just saying it will be harder without having a group of people around you who can lift you up and make you better. It will be harder. And I'm absolutely passionate about the fact that, you know, I'm very fortunate in having someone who's my brother-in-law, but really... I think I said this to you a couple of weeks ago, man. You're my brother. Yeah, I feel um, the same way. And so, yeah. and I'm very, very fortunate in to have, you know, you two, um, sometimes more fortunate than others. But, um, and by the way, I know you picked up on that idea for the burpee thing that Ralph yeah, just shared. You're absolutely. Gonna use, yeah, you're going to use yeah, that. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you to not share week please. Pond. But, yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> by myself, I going to tell you, and I'll speak in a third person, pusher ain't so great. Um, but when I'm surrounded by people like you four, uh, it's a little bit better. And I I absolutely believe that. So, and that comes from love that comes from accountability that comes from trust, vulnerability.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a famous group of writers in the, like the 1930s, forties, fifties, you know, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were in it. And C.S. Lewis used to say that when one member left, it was like parts of other members left too, because. Only this guy could bring out this characteristic in like Tolkien. Only Charles Williams could make Tolkien laugh like that. And I think that's applicable to to shield lock too, that you develop into a relationship where, you know, those guys bring out the best of you in a way that nobody else can, or at least at the moment that nobody else can. And they also bring out sides of you because of the depth of the relationship that other people don't bring out. And I think that's, at least for me, Uh, the two guys in my shield block that's that's definitely true that we are you know better versions of ourselves because we draw it out of each other
4: yeah just thought about something with that um i don't know how i got there from your comment ralph but you know where are we in a shield lock with the motivation in you know however you get to success but it's to not disappoint the people in your group Like you want, you want to stay, they have, they are running at a high level or have a high bar and, you know, you don't want to come to the table unprepared or you don't want to come to the table half-assed or you don't want to, you know, you want to do your part and whether that's something you're reading together or fitness challenges doing together, like, you know, so I don't know if that's a negative motivation or good or bad to say that you don't want to disappoint them, but I think it's a valid motivation that makes you better. All that, that that's accountability, right
1: there. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. basically the definition. You want to, yeah. you know, behave in a particular way because you are being held to a standard that somebody else is setting. I mean, that's basically what accountability is. Right. Wanna, one of the guys in my shield lock has lost like twenty pounds in the last three months. I damn sure I'm not going to put on any weight. But it's,
4: <laughs> but, yeah, but, but it's, but it's almost as if I guess the other sort of just to, just to pull it back a little bit more is that and it's not even from a standpoint of you collectively decided this is it and you're not cutting it you are watching the two other people and how they carry their how they carry themselves how they live their life and you're like "Mm, i better make sure that i am you know going at the same pace you know that's i want to be a part of that yeah and if i'm not doing it then you know i'm disappointing or not holding up my end of it
0: yeah no no absolutely in fact that you know as guys are, are listening to this and thinking man i I think I should be in a shield locker. I'd like to, or, you know, maybe mine isn't what I thought it was or what, maybe it's not what it could be or whatever. That's one of the things that I, I very specifically and intentionally kind of tried to look at was who are the guys that I know will, A, that are also trying to be hard chargers, you know, that are pushing, that are always, you know, at the front, whether that's in workouts or life Found or whatever. Them. I know. Yeah,
2: they were on the last podcast, by the way. They weren't on this one. They were the first step podcast.
0: And uh, you know, and looking at those guys and, and where are they at. But then also very specifically, kinda like uh Esso was saying, like finding those guys that that the they have that different enough personality, you know, so that I'm not in my own little echo chamber. Because 'Cause I'm and I'm not saying this to to sound whatever, but like I'm I'm a reasonably persuasive person. You know, and and I can, you know, people like me. You know, like I'm pretty easy to get along with, and jovial and friendly guy or whatever. And so I can trick you if I'm careful. You mm-hmm. know, some people, not all people, not you guys, because you guys know me too well now. But it's Soc me throw cinder blocks and and uh, <laughs> and kettlebells when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> was that was
3: at one of our shield lock workouts.
0: It was a, he was there as a guest. That's right. See, I already found See, a, Can't have a one, guest. One yeah. Can't exact. have a guest. That guy will come yeah. in. He'll get all pissy. Throw a kettlebell. <laughs> yeah. Call it a day. Um, uh,
1: yeah, Hel- helmet. Me and you would make terrible shield lock uh, right? partners because we're too much alike.
0: Right. It would be awful. Be, I mean, no offense, fa- but I consider you a good friend. I love. I mean, our relationship is fantastic. But I couldn't be in a shield lock with Matt because we're too much alike. It would go bad. Yeah, echo you know? chamber. It, it, would, be a, it would. It be would. An and we would. Now. And and I would get in and rail about this or rail about that. And and um.
1: Although on the other we, hand, maybe uh, our ability to. Uh, identify each other's bullshit because our bullshit is the same bullshit. Maybe mm-hmm. that would be helpful.
0: You bring up an interesting point, <laughs> but I did. Uh, you know, uh,
1: isn't that the scripture? Bullshit sharpen's bullshit. Is that what it is? I think that. Yeah, it. I think right. you
4: nailed. Hold
0: that. on, I'm gonna look it yes. up. I'm gonna look yeah. it up. I'm not sure, that's but a new version. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's, I think that's. I think that's Ralph three sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and a t-shirt just got made somewhere that's in that's the right. universe. But, uh, you know, even though we're different in in personality or whatever it might be, look for those guys, I think, that have those kind of almost opposite talents. You know, uh, one of the guys that I'm in a shedlock with is one of the most fastidious, just very disciplined, very uh, fact-oriented, very, you know, just not rigid. Well, you know what, he's going to hear this and he... He's rigid. He's rigid. He's yeah. he's a little rigid, right? And I'm more of a I'm more of a eh, whatever happens, you know. And and so I know that I frustrate him, but at the same time I'm offering him a perspective that he wouldn't have. And on the other side of that is he drives me nuts, you know, with some of the things that he says. And I the reason he drives me nuts is because he's right. You know, he's right. And I would love to just, you know, sort of, ah, it's fine my way through a lot of these things, but but I can't, uh, because because those guys are there. And so while the while the the different things that we're accelerating, you know, we're all trying to accelerate in our relationships and, and, you know, in our work and all these kinds of things while we're doing that one place that I feel like, even though your talents or your personalities or whatever may not be anywhere near one another, if your love is roughly the same for each other, I think then you, you have a shot at really making this thing something incredibly special. I, that, that's what I kind of look at it as. What do you think? I think that's great. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I would just say I'm gonna steal from my man Double D, who's in my shield lock, and I would just say if you're looking for one, you haven't found one. Just keep showing up. Yeah. Just keep showing up. Yeah. It'll it'll happen. Yep. And I would say to you too, Ralph. You know, just, I know you're gonna keep showing up, man. And things are things are things are gonna happen for you. I feel it. It it just might not be necessarily on our timetable, but it'll happen. And Davis, I know you feel the same way.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I and I they the. Another kind of not final-ish thought, I guess, too, that, that Davis brought out, which I think is really good, is, you know, as men, we get a little concerned, a little over-concerned maybe sometimes about each other's baby feelings, uh, and that's tempting. And I, you know, sometimes I appreciate that because I have baby feelings and I don't want them trod trot on too hard, you know, um, but sometimes I need it and it's okay. But when a relationship or when a shield lock or when a whatever has, this ain't your wife, right? your wife if you feel like it's run its course guess what you're you got a problem on your hands friend you better adjust your course uh, and get back over there and and make that you know that relationship get it back in line right uh, but with your shield lock it's different you're not you don't have the same kinds of um uh, responsibilities and obligations and whatever to those guys and so sometimes if it's run its course that's okay like it's not bad to to be at that point where it's like hey man this was amazing and it got us to here and now, you know, we're at this divergent point. So let's go find other things that will make us both amazing. I mean, I love the fact that you said like these two things seem to be accelerating now, you know, but that's without the hurt feelings and without the, you know, whatever. But does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Sure.
3: There have been a few of them that have recently broken up or somebody split up in the fort lately. Mm I I didn't even realize yours, Jekyll. Um, the immediate thing I think of knowing all the guys in those shield locks are, I'm proud of them for being able to acknowledge yeah. that they were where they were. They've gotten to a, a good point, but uh, they need to. One of them needs to split off, or they need to break up and find others. Mm-hmm. That's hard, and we do want to uh, telling somebody that, "Hey, I'm out." Is working on another person's little baby feelings too? So mm-hmm. it's hard to, to pull that trigger. Yeah, so I'm always proud. That people are willing to keep accelerating and, and do what's tough to, to get better.
0: Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I don't know if you know, but we've, we've kind of hit our time here. Hmm. Um, so I will kind of open it and say, are there any, any last thoughts or any final final wisdom that anybody wants to share? Go ahead and drop it now.
4: Do we still get to say you have a face for radio?
0: <laughs> That's coming. Say again, Ralph?
1: Uh, to endure the move via zoom or is proximity so important that we should really just move on?
0: That's a good question. I can, I can
2: just share my personal experience of uh, a friend who's in F3, who uh, all these guys know uh, really well. And um, uh, we have that shared 25, 30, almost 30 years that we've known each other, but without that proximity, Ralph, it's been very difficult to have that shield luck. Um, I mean, I love the guy and we love each other and we have history together. And when we are together, it is shield lock ish. If that's a word, which I think I just made up a new word, but um, another new word. Another new word. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I just think that
4: 25 points, double word.
2: It is. (laughs) I think that, uh, it's just, again, I go back to like, it's harder. It's just harder.
0: Yeah. 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 And these are hard enough to maintain. I think you don't want to add any extra friction to keeping it moving then than you absolutely have to. Yeah. 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 Well, gentlemen, uh, Davis, go ahead.
4: No, I just, th- to add to the proximity piece. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that the, um, in my opinion, my experience is zoom's not going to get you there. You, you, you gotta be in the same circles. I've got a buddy, um, Mr. Rooney out there on the West oh, coast yeah. and I love him dearly. And we are just, we can text, uh, but we're just not in the same daily circles and yeah. so catching up you know when, when you when you try to catch up or, or dig in it's it's a little bit of the topical small stuff you know and mm-hmm. before you really sort of have that that cadence again of being able to, to dig deep um, so I do think it's important and quite frankly whatever works for your shield lock uh, uh, works but I know that um, in my shield lock one we improved uh, we got better once we, increased our frequency we were meeting mm-hmm. twice a month every other friday and most of the time then was sort of spent with catch-up as opposed to meeting weekly right. or frequently right and so then we were able to dig in deeper so i am a huge advocate for increased frequency and in-person to-person
0: proximity yeah agree we we uh we use slack a lot of times to get through the the crap that we would be like you know oh look at my daughter's uh you know swim Swim so meet or whatever, you know, like we, that's on, that's slack conversation. That's not for now. You know, when we're together face to face in that meeting, that ain't time for that. You know, what that time is for is okay. <laughs> what went off the rails this last week? Mm-hmm. You know, let's go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, but we, to your point, you would, you would feel a need to sort of, oh man, how's it going? How you been? What's shaking? You know, all that kind of stuff. All right. You wanted to say it. So go ahead and say it. Helmet. Yeah. You got a face for rating. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing this is a podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Gentlemen, the last thing I would say, uh, and I've said this to everybody so far, and is one of the things I've learned, I think, over the last couple of years um, and has really been hit home to me, and it's been difficult because when you see examples of great leaders all over the, of the nation, all over F3 Nation, you tend to want to emulate uh, a lot you know, and be that other guy. You know, and act like they do because you go, "That's that seems to be effective. I'll act like that. Um, and uh, But the, the admonition that I've been given to everybody um, and that I feel very strongly for myself uh, as well, and I'm working on, is uh, would you do me a favor this week? Would you be the leader you are? Aye. Hi. Aye. Aye. Aye.
2: A Monday me, me, strive. Today's Tom Sawyer, me.
0: Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com, or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there, 43 feet at a time.